Hey there, it's Lexi again. We originally did this episode ages ago in a very impromptu way. However, we never got around to doing a part two. After having finished editing it, I have decided that we are going to record a part two and release it next because it feels weird to just leave it hanging. I also needed a little bit more time to detail the next arc of The Strange. Lots of little things getting in the way of getting the strange momentum back up, but we'll get there. Next month's episode will be Namachia Part 2, and then we'll see where we are from there. Thanks for listening. Uh, welcome back to Dice Weave. Today we are doing something a little different because we had a recording session planned, and then Nate was not able to make it. So we are doing a game by a friend, of, a college friend of mine, a uh, college friend of both Will and I's, Issa Jackson made this. I don't know if I will actually be able to say their name. I'm going to get permission from them, and hopefully, but if they say no, I will take that out, because editing, yay. yay. You can edit audio? I know. It's a fucking incredible concept. Like, who even knew? It's not like I edit out a lot of ums and just general bullshit in this show and then add music and other bullshit. No, you're playing that all live. And make us sound good. I will say the walkie-talkie scene, the, the music choice really did add to it. I, I enjoyed that quite a lot. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you made us all sound like dipshits, which is completely on par. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it is completely think... accurate to the moment. I don't think we need much help in that. We're very good at, no. at, at doing that all by <laughs> no. ourselves. You guys are very great. natural dipshits. All right. What, what, what's the game today? <laughs> okay. We're playing Namachia, an exploration of the subglacial waters on the surface of Jupiter's moon Europa. That's the watery one. Yes. Yes, it's the watery one. This is a very rules light game. Basically, when rolls have to happen, you're going to make a dice pool of between one and five dice and roll them all. And then the highest result is determined success. So one to five is a failure. Six to eight is a success if you want. And we we can treat ones as crit fails and eights as crit successes. I will kind of go over some stuff, but I think the first thing we're going to do is character creation. Well, no, I'm going... I'm going to read this page because Issa's writing for like world building for this is great. And I'm going to do it in a fun voice uh, just to kind of set the mood, set the idea of what the hell we're doing. Europa, the smallest of Jupiter's Galilean moons, has oceans ten times the depth of Earth's, hidden beneath a thick layer of jagged ice on its surface. In 1928, Earth launched the Namachia missions, a series of high-profile ships sent to explore these mysterious waters. Cryogenically frozen, their unlucky crews, a mix of submariners, scientists, and thrill-seekers, awoke years later when their ships reached Europa only to find Earth unresponsive to any signals and the oceans far more fearsome than anticipated. Millions of miles from home, abandoned by those who sent them there, and facing untold horrors in the fathomless depths of European seas, the first Merviators did the only thing they could. They learned to survive. For decades now, Merviators have navigated their submarines through the treacherous waters beneath the ice, encountering all manner of alien creatures. Gigantic leviathans, massive enough to travel with their own ecosystems, float through the seas, deadly by their mere size. Shape-shifting merfolk, carnivorous and psychic, lure in unwitting prey by taking on the form of friends. 
Even fellow Merviators, those who have journeyed deep enough that the Abyss has claimed their minds, turn to hijacking submarines, desperate to help their former comrades see the beauty of the unfathomable waters. There is no shortage of secrets hidden in the seas. Europa has no sentient life. Not anymore. The ruins of ancient underwater civilizations are scattered across the moon, and their strange technologies are useful, dangerous, or enlightening. Merviators sail endlessly through the unfriendly seas to seek answers. Who were the Europans? What did they think, feel, believe? How did they live? How did they die? Why won't Earth respond? So this is basically a survival horror game mostly psychological stuff there's no combat rules you can't really fight things by traditional means it's more like problem solving and role play you guys will pretty much be on a submarine together dice are pretty simple you um, build a dice pool from your base trait which is basically just you are alive congrats you can do things Uh, you have an aptitude based that you'll answer a question which if you have an aptitude that is relevant to a role, you can add a die for that. You have a personality trait, which you can also add a die if your personality is relevant. And you have the abyss trait, which is basically an extra die that you can be invoked whenever you want. But if that die rolls a one, which I suggest having a separate like abyss die, or like one that you know is the abyss. If you roll a one on that die, you pick one of your traits to lose, and you can't lose your abyss trait. If you lose your base trait, you have given entirely into the abyss. You narrate what happens. They're not actually dead, but they are lost. Yeah, the abyss basically calls to you. You become a monster. Alrighty. Then sometimes people die, and we'll kind of narrate what happens. That. So, at the, on page four, we have character creation it's pretty straightforward we have four questions one where were you born earth or europa uh if you were born what do you remember of earth do you miss it who were you before europa what skills have you learned from the fish are you still human uh so basically we're going to just i i suggest taking a a few minutes having some thoughts reading through these and like coming up with a character you guys can talk if you want I figure I'm going to be the GM, so I'm not making a character. And we'll kind of world build a bit as we go. One of the things that I liked to think of when Isa was making this game was like uh, almost like fish augments, like prosthetics or like replacements for things or parasitic power-ups almost some people might have or like weird evolutionary things this is the 1920s essentially thought processes when they thought radiation was good for you but we're also on an alien moon so like maybe radiation gives you superpowers i don't fucking know are you a scientist hell no all right right now i'm thinking born on europa slightly mutant fish person like Has anybody seen Waterworld? Yes. Okay. Uh, you know how in Waterworld, the guy in Waterworld secretly has gills? Yes. Apparently. That, yes. That. Spoilers for a Waterworld. My husband just came in and got me flowers. <laughs> Is Nate home? 
he is here. He just got me flowers, but he has to go pick up something else from work quick. Oh, okay. They're That's very sweet. Anyways, gill person is my thought for the first, like, they've learned from the fish in the sense that they are now part fish. Sweet. And then I don't know if I want to choose a focus until everybody's kind of had a go at it, because I think it would be nice if we didn't all choose the same thing. <laughs> Probably a good idea to have, like, you know, this might be more a fun. balanced group. Anybody have any thoughts? Uh, I was thinking also born on Europa. I'm thinking, like, I'm instantaneously like, yes, hi, hello, I'm a marine biologist. I don't study the marine bio like life. I study the plants. I stare at coral. <laughs> Coral's not a plant, but okay. Is it okay? Maybe it look, is here. Look, look. This lady's a sub marine bioscientist lady. I ain't. I'm not smart. Look, anytime my characters you, are. Anytime you fuck up, that's just how it is on Europa. You're not wrong. It's just Earth is different. We we're just built different, you know, man. Yeah. This is different here. In that case, I would bet discovery makes, or analysis, probably. Analysis makes the most sense for your focus. Because that's what science is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm analysis. Great. Well? I am gonna say I am a uh, grumpy old man born on Europa. My primary focus is navigation. Nobody hears from Earth. Fuck Earth. Yeah, fuck Earth. <laughs> Sorry, I meant Earth. I meant Earth. I meant Earth. Oh, um, oh okay. Never I was, mind. I was like grizzled old man, a grumpy old man from Europa. I was like, hmm, okay. I'm already imagining like an old lighthouse keeper who's just like, the lighthouses on Earth are all gone. Had to go come here to come build a lighthouse. He does actually think that Earth is destroyed. No more Earth anymore. Oh, no. He's just like, Poor well, lighthouse man. they're not responding. Guess they're all dead, he was. Is this just a conspiracy theorist man? <laughs> he was raised by them. <laughs> oh, God. In a bunker. The deep backstory already. <laughs> all right. If he's navigation, then I'll definitely go with discovery, because I was already leaning there anyhow. And then, yes, and I'll say he's bitter, because he, he hasn't actually seen the outside world of Europe or Earth or Europa ever. I, I'm not going to elaborate on that. He just thinks that everything is awful and dead, but he has a job to do and he will do it. So he's also very, um, I'll say deliberate. Very particular man. <laughs> and when the abyss calls to him, it sounds uh, angry. <laughs> oh. Ooh, the void's angry at you. All right, so I'm going to go with Gil person from Europa, whose primary focus is discovery. And I think they are, I'm going to go with quixotic and faithful, which means they are a blindly idealistic religious zealot. Ooh, oh, what no. religion? So I think they essentially worship the ancient sentient beings of Europa and believe that by discovering more about their society they can like become one with europa the way they are intended to i love that i just gave myself a role-playing challenge because i don't believe in jack shit so it sounds like fun uh, <laughs> yeah no that's really interesting uh and then for the abyss calling 
This one's a little trickier because I, I'm trying to feel out what would be the good vibe for somebody who believes this. I mean, if it's sorry, I I have a a thought that if she like worships the giant sentient creatures, it could be like a joyous voice of like, "Come to us, become one with us." Like cast off. I feel like she would have given in if that was the thing, though. Yeah. Oh, that's that true. Is, that's the challenge, right? Because if she already believes in this shit, it can't be something that ties into it. It has to essentially be the devil. Or maybe it's lonely, as in, like, all of these beings are still, like, yeah. in this world, and if you go into the abyss, you're you're going away from them. Yes, loneliness. Loneliness. The abyss is absence of God, and God is Europa. Fuck yeah. Europa is the body of God. <laughs> Europa is the body of God. <laughs> Europa is the body of God, and the abyss killed God. God's still at least a little bit alive. Just never leave. We have been blessed by Europa with the power to to like breathe underwater and shit, and yet you doubt that it wants us here. You fucking heathens. God welcomes us. God gifts us his body. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, should I give her like a fucking Puritan ass name? Like, <laughs> like w- worships the large fish Constance or something? <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe he's less of a mouthful, but what maybe maybe it's just like a one or two word thing, like a virtue. Okay, faith is too obvious. Yeah. Hope. Oh man, I've given my boy such a fucked up backstory that I've just made up in this these last couple minutes of silence. Sweet. Her name is pragmatism. Fuck yeah. Oh. Pragmatism. Which is not accurate. She's not pragmatic. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> she she was raised in this cult and they thought she was going to be something very different. Yeah, no. <laughs> Essentially, I guess her like parents who were probably born on Earth or maybe her grandparents were like real hardcore religious nuts and that just kind of got fucked up when they got to Europa. Okay, so from Europa, analysis is my primary focus. I do love the idea of impulsive and resourceful. <laughs> That's a good combo. You're gonna be one. Of like, we'll accent, we'll just be like, ooh, is that a shiny in the water? And absolutely just dive in, but probably won't die because knows how to like impromptu make a life raft. Um, that uh, interesting thoughts here. Uh, the surface of the ice is, or the surface of the water is covered in ice, which, uh, so Issa and I were doing a little bit of uh, world building back when. I don't know. I have thoughts because I was kind of there for the the creation of this. And it, it's a cool idea, at least to have like the cities on the surface of the water hanging from the ice. Ooh, they're just hanging out from the top. And then the deeper you go. And then like basically everything goes on down. Like you go deep into the water in these submarines. I'm not saying that you can't swim, but boy, howdy. Uh, I don't know if a life raft's going to help you. <laughs> Okay, well, she can absolutely just, like, jump out of the city in a random direction and be like, oh, yeah, look, shiny. And when some massive horrifying uh, storm or something rolls through, I don't know, okay, don't put me on the spot like this. (laughs) You find, you know, ways to, like, wrap yourself in, like, weird, uh, like, the bladder of some fish to survive for longer periods of time or some not some bullshit. Yeah, can fucking Empire Strikes Back sit in the stomach of a tauntaun. 
Tauntaun stomach. Yep. And then for the abyss, I love the idea that it sounds familiar. Because absolutely, this little goblin, the reason she's very obsessed with, like, water and underwater things is absolutely because her family was, like, one of the uh, one of the people who came here. Like, yeah, here, science, let's adventure through Europa. And absolutely just died and she got stranded out in the middle of nowhere and had to, like, just survive. Oof. And so it was, like... One of those why like feral children things, except somehow she came out of it just very ecstatic about coral. It's like Jade Harley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, the Homestuck references. Oh, I'm not wrong. She is a feral child raised by a dog who's like really into plants. Honestly, she got better off. She got off better than her ecto brother. Uh, it's mi- mixed feelings on that front. I think she probably got off better than her grandpa. His boyfriend I mean, is a her, real asshole. I mean, her grandpa is all, also her... Oh, wait, no, shit. I mi- I mi- mixed that up. Because... Oh, you're totally right. I, I said brother. I meant grandpa slash son. I was going to say, yeah, John is fine. John's I mean, he's fine. depressed, but he's fine. I'm depressed. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally meant her son slash grandfather. I was going to say, yeah, no, Jake... Jake had issues. We don't need to talk about Mr. Jake Harley right now. Also not his name. All right. We all have our characters. Uh, Will, what's your character's name? What, what are all your characters' names? We've got Pragmatism. <laughs> Selkie. Pragmatism Selkie. And? My character's name is Era, and I came up with a long and, and fucked up backstory for him if <laughs> Let's go. Congratulations. He was raised by crazy people. They, he, you know, I was. It, it's, it's it's not. It's a one shot. He's he's never getting his backstory out loud if I don't say it now. He was uh, so like his family, his parents like strongly believed like every conspiracy theory known to man was like, well, the world's gonna end in like uh, in 1935. The air is like poisonous because it's filled with brainwashing fluid for the lizard people to like sedate our minds and so he was like raised in a bunker and never really saw the outside and they like at like the age of five when he when era was five they learned about this program it's like okay this is the own humanity is doomed like he needs to be the new humanity so we're gonna like raise him entirely in the way of like engineering and navigation and he kept they kept on promising him it's like if you learn all of this stuff like he'd no social life or anything it's like it was like you'll get to see the outside world and he was like yay so he learned all of that and then you know, he, they told him all of his conspiracies, but he didn't really get it because he was a kid. And then eventually when he was like, thir- for his 13th birthday, they drugged him, put him in a, like, put him in a hazmat suit and like shipped him off to the, um, I think probably at some point sent down people to their bunker to, you know, v- de- demonstrate his like actual qualifications. But then instead of, you know, giving him a say in the matter, they just kind of drugged him and shipped him off to the rocket with like a note in his suit about just being like you 
Well, by the outside world, we went space because the world is dead, and uh, you need to be the new humanity. All of all of our hopes are resting on you. You're the only one uncorrupted by the surface air, and so that's all he's ever known. He thinks that the Earth is dead, and that he needs, and that he he isn't known like a particularly fun day in his life. So he's re- he's good at his job, but his job is the only thing he knows because it was the only thing he was allowed to do. And he was just like, well. This is what life is, I might as well do it. And uh, the Abyss is angry because there is like maybe a small, tiny part of him that might be aware that he's not sure if he's ever like felt like he's had a good day. So I have a horrifying thought. Because you said he's old, right? But he was sent into this program when he was pretty young. Yes. What if he wasn't frozen on the trip? Oh my god, yeah, maybe he was... <laughs> So you just have space madness because you were alone for like 30 years fixing a ship. In addition to the being alone your entire childhood. And now you're an old man on a fish planet, however many decades later. And it's, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's just like, well, I'm still humanity's last hope. I'm the only one here that's sane. I got to keep the ship working. It's the only thing I've ever known how to do. (laughs) And the Abyss is angry because, like, while he doesn't know anything else for reference, like, and he's probably buried anything that might, like, hint at the fact that he hasn't actually been happy ever. There's probably a small part of him in the Abyss that's like, don't you just want to go apeshit? (laughs) Are you tired of being nice? Don't you just want to go ape shit? Honestly, fair. This guy has. This guy maybe has. A lot of reasons to go ape shit. Durf deserved a little breaky break from reality. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that's the squad. What's the. Let's get going. Yeah, let's do the thing. So I, I suppose the question is what brought you together? Why are you all on a submarine? I mean, I have an easy answer. Coral. Sorry. Sorry. I mean, I feel like one, either either me or Val's character set, trying to set up some kind of an expedition to find something seems to make the most sense. Yeah. And we needed a navigator, so we probably just hired whoever was available and hey this guy's a little crazy but he came highly rated (laughs) so he would talk to us (laughs) he's got a 4.8 stars on kelp (laughs) yes god love that incredible navigator the rants about the earth being definitely dead and the lizard people infecting all the earthborns is a little weird though don't ask him about like anything uh, uh, don't make small talk nothing he say will like make sense and it, he'll get very he might get like very unhinged and talkative very quickly but like you know if you just let him do his job he's good at it i mean he's apparently he was the one who kept the ship maintenance running but that can't be right that meant he would have meant he would have had to be alone for like 40 years everyone knows that was just automated oh <laughs> Great navigator. Saved our lives. Bad conversationalist. 3.5 stars. <laughs> That's just all that the review says. That's my review. All right. So I'm going to say, at some point, Pragmatism met Selkie and said something along the lines of, like, one of these, like, lost temples of Europa has some, like, real cool shit in it if we can just unlock it. And then... Selkie was like, sure, that sounds like enough of a hunch to go on. And so like, they just. Ooh, that means that there's probably some cool coral in there. <laughs> probably some fucking cool coral. So now 
Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm the head of this operation. Also, I need to mention that this is definitely like a mid forties, like frazzled looking scientist woman whose glasses broke so much that now she just has the lenses implanted in a pair of goggles she wears. Uh, I'm that. thinking uh, Mormon missionary child, eighteen year olds, complete idiot. Not necessarily a complete idiot, but like extremely devoted, uh, like young upstart for mine. Young Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> yep. Yep. But for fish people. Yep. Their weird church is funding the expedition. Which makes sense. I spent all my money on coral. <laughs> I spent all my money on cool rocks. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I'm broke and I just have a bunch of cool rocks to show for it. Look at them. They're really pretty. <laughs> Nobody ever, like, paid Era. They just kind of tell him to do things and he does them and nobody's questioned it. Because nobody wants to talk to him. Have you tried? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I guess we're on Era's submarine. Is there any more start up here, Lexi? I suppose I can, I don't know, set the scene maybe? Sounds good. Let's go. Our camera rises on our intrepid explorers beginning their journey. (laughs) According to pragmatism's sources, there is a set of ruins some 400 leagues from the city of... What's our city? Saltine Heights. Saltine Heights. They had saltines on the cracker, on the the ships. (laughs) Okay. Some 400 leagues from Saltine Heights. Their mission? To boldly go... (laughs) where someone has gone before but failed to unlock its secrets. Pragmatism, the captain of our journey and a specialist in discovery. Selkie, an impulsive and resourceful plant coral analyst. And Era, the maddened offspring of conspiracists and maintenance man for the entire Namachia initiative. What is with Will playing maintenance men? Will is just role-playing his secret desires to be a janitor, that's all. Apparently. <laughs> He's, that wasn't even in his backstory. That was Lexi's idea, Lexi. That's, that's idea, fair. Though. No, you're totally right. You're totally right. Fair, but I'm also going to pin this on you because it's funny. But you but you agreed to it. it it's true. Exactly. But hey, I mean, he was—he could have been a navigator. I mean, did maintenance and navigation for the ship. I mean, sure, there was probably yeah. an autopilot thing going on, but I mean, it was in the 1920s. No way it was good. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm sure his oh, yeah. parents made him do the chores just most of the time. Yeah, and like, you know, uh, and like, maybe it was considered somewhat inhumane, but like, it was the 20s. The government would have been like, yeah, sure, we could just send this random guy and make... <laughs> Somebody has to do it. Hitting your kids wasn't illegal until, like, the 60s. Still not illegal in some ways in the States. Uh, corporal punishment. Isn't that execution? (laughs) No, that's capital punishment. No, corporal punishment is physical punishment. (laughs) Yeah, capital punishment is murder. Corporal punishment is, like, teachers being allowed to hit you in schools, which is, you know, still technically legal in some states. Yeah. Really? Damn. I don't think it's practiced very many places, to be fair, outside of, like, Christian institutions. Anyways, I'll use my character to make the critiques. (laughs) (laughs) Hail and well met, party. 
Welcome to the Crusades. Mm. <laughs> Again, I don't know why you keep referring to this as a crusade. It's not much of a crusade if there's only about the three of us, is it? A crusade is not in the number of the faithful. It is in their power as a faithful unit. I do have to question what we have faith in, then. I mean, I primarily have faith in Acnea Reina. Well, Acnea Reina is a part of Europa, and Europa is a part of us all. Now, I hope we are all prepared to go on this extremely enlightening journey to the hidden heart of our dear home and god, Europa. I suppose. Isn't this day three of the navigation expedition? Surely the journey should already be in progress. Yes, we are technically in progress. However, we have just crossed one of the most important barriers for this mission. Getting outside of the realm of priorly navigated, well-understood territory into a realm where we must let faith guide us. Arrow will kind of glance out a port window, and then... Hmm. A giant eye stares back. Seems about the same old. And <laughs> <laughs> and then he will immediately, like, go to, like, slightly readjust a pipe that looks a bit maybe off. <laughs> so, it is dark down here, of course. You much of your, uh, you you are using your systems. The ship might be a little bit fleshy. I I am curious what the submarine looks like. I'm gonna say that I glow in the dark. So fuck yeah! Bioluminescence immediately, instantaneously. Selkie is just way too close to pragmatism, kind of poking. Just like, is this natural? Yes, it was a gift from our goddess Europa. Upon birth, I was granted with this ability to better navigate our home planet here. Hmm. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me while I die really quick, apparently. <laughs> oh no, our crew is dying already. Nice, it's a new record. <laughs> <laughs> Speed run! Hey, hey, yeah, you actually, you actually beat Will's character in the, uh, like, probably dying department he died an hour into the first episode yo it's been 57 minutes i've got i've got it 42 but okay i was just looking at the time i don't have my i don't have my actual recording pulled up okay i also have 42 Fancy just pants. so now like the, the the number from that thing 42 mm -hmm. yep you know it yep it's the answer the, to life the universe and everything indeed bad question out the porthole of this submarine, there is a giant eye that has been glowing in the dark for quite some time, at least a few hours. It is bigger than your ship, but it is also probably relatively far away. It's just this giant orange circle staring sightlessly. It's probably fine. Era takes no notice. He does not care. <laughs> kind of lean over to the side after I'm done interrogating pragmatism about uh, the bioluminescence and uh, exactly how bright does it have to be? How much darkness does there have to be for it to be visible? And just kind of leans out and starts intently looking at this thing, trying to like pick out any barnacles or anything that might be on it. 
<laughs> Not even interested in the giant creature, just the barnacles that might be growing on it. <laughs> Look, the creature itself has a lot of research done on it, I bet. The barnacles, though. Nobody pays attention to the little things. Okay. <laughs> oh, what? You didn't think you'd have to do res- You didn't think you'd have to explain barnacles today, Lexi? Okay, so I suppose you're using like scopes to try and see the barnacles on this thing? Yes. Okay. What does the scope look like? Uh, it's like a very classic telescope, except as you kind of like telescope it outward and extend it, it just kind of spirals as these weird little like lenses pop in front of it. Cool. Make an analysis roll to analyze the barnacle-like structures that are encrusting the edges of this eye. Yo, I'm good at analysis. This is my one thing. That's a four. (laughs) Did you do the dice roll thing? How many dice did you roll? One dice. (laughs) Uh, So you have one for your base trait, one for your your specialty, which is your aptitude. So you'll roll another one for sure. Okay. And, And then if you're personality has any relevance to it would would resourceful be helpful here of just being like hey i can probably pick things out from a distance i can probably recognize this thing eh, sure yo okay so in that case <laughs> that is a 12 uh, so you take the highest result oh mother okay it's an eight okay i got four it's nothing but fours <laughs> The, the highest is an eight, you said? I It was all fours, so yes. Wait, okay, it's... If it's all fours... It's a four, then. Okay, I for some reason, I suddenly started doing addition. Nope, it's a four. I'm just bad. <laughs> so, you mean multiples of four? <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, I'm stupid. Leave me alone. Okay, and if you want to, I believe the abyss trait can be used after... That's fine. I don't care about the barnacles that much. And I'd really rather not risk getting that one because with my luck, I will. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you are looking at these barnacles and they are unlike anything you've ever seen. But before you are able to really get a good look at them, they start to react to your looking at them. And they start to crawl to the edges of where you can see through the tube. And they just always stay just out of sight. Uh, Selkie immediately is just like pressing the scope, the telescope as close to the window as possible. And is just very grumpily trying very hard to just like scoot it around and try to get a better glimpse of them. <laughs> That's definitely impulsive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if there was a hatch nearby, probably would have just swum out at this point. Arrow will shoot a side glance and then just kind of mutter, wasn't in the orders, can't be important, and just head to uh, the bridge to make sure that the submarine is still heading where it is supposed to be going, Uh, which, as far as I can tell, is literally nowhere. We're just heading out into nothing. I'm just so concerned for (laughs) Arrow. I think the idea is y'all have a general coordinates of where you're going. We have the uh, the returned artifacts from a lost expedition of... Um... I don't think they actually got in. I think they found it, Yeah, but failed. 
They they found the the like entryway, and then they came back to report to the church. Then a couple of them died horribly. So now it's my turn. Nice. I like how that's very minor here. Oh, God, pragmatism does not care as long as it's for the cause. Speaking of which, pragmatism is going to... Would it be absurd for this submarine to have a speaker system? Half the time I'm speaking in a radio announcer voice, fucking go for it. All right. <laughs> so I'm going to the uh, the ship's speaker system that uh, I'm going to set to outwardly project, which I don't know why they have this, but they do. Shut up. And uh, she's going to start preaching to the ocean <laughs> uh, to, you know, she, she believes that the ocean will provide for them and that uh, should should she enter this in good faith, that she will be able to get the, a good response from the creatures around them and, and guidance to their final location. Make a preaching check. <laughs> OK, not discovery. Uh, but I'll, I'll get, I definitely can get a faithful. Faithful, yeah, for sure. Can I get a quixotic for being? Uh, that one, so quixotic is, uh, I, ideal, yeah, I, sure, fuck it. So I can roll three. You can roll three. And if you really want to, you can add an abyss die after your roll. I don't think she's that desperate yet. Okay. She'll get there, don't worry. The abyss always calls to you, so I will always remind you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I got a two. And I get it, abyss, but I have a few other things to do today, all right? I got a seven. Oh. This works. Fuck you. Oh, God. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm very curious because- uh... I can't identify barnacles, but pragmatism gets to uh, convince a couple of fish to come join fucking to whatever this church is. I I might make the point that my character is like a mutant fish woman who may or may not have some like mild psychic abilities because of the whole mild psychic abilities that some of the local life seems to have. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's not that the preaching is working, but that she's just like communicating her desires somehow through the through the ocean can we hear this by the way i mean i assume oh it's... yeah everyone can fucking hear this. nice do you want to do a snippet of your speech <laughs> all right we're just gonna cut in media res and yes we do believe that europa is our promised land and we can live in harmony with all of you here in this wondrous magical ocean. Please guide us, Europa. Era is kind of fiddling with the nav controls and will mutter under his breath, just like Father said, the surface breeds taint would stretch for generations. But, (laughs) (laughs) But despite this, if anyone could see his face, the that does seem to be a change. Like, this was a very good speech, and it isn't bouncing off him as much as he maybe could have wanted. He he continues his duties, but, you know. I'll fucking convert you yet, Era. <laughs> it was a good speech. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Join us, Silky. 
Your your speech echoes out into the, the dark, dark, freezing cold waters. And then there is a creaking, a cracking, an echoing click through the waters as below the eye that you see glowing out there, enormous pillars separate, backlit from a, by a glow, a blue and golden glow. Teeth, the teeth of a giant creature. And then a reverberant low hum that becomes a roar, echoes throughout the water. And suddenly, your ship is caught in a wave of water and sound, tumbling forward at speeds that you could never have reached in your little submarine. Since uh, Air is at the bridge, could he, could I like make a roll to try and at least stabilize the craft? Absolutely. All right, so this would definitely be navigation. Mm-hmm. And uh, would I get to roll with deliberate as well, or is that? I will give you deliberate. All right, so then this is three d eight things. I also get one for base trait. Yes. Six. Okay. Despite everything, he's just no reaction. He just like uh, very slowly and methodically like wrestles with the controls and just kind of. Uh, this was not in the briefing. <laughs> this wave sends you forward at high speeds, and at first you tumble over end and over end, but then, thanks to the care and experience of Era, you right yourselves and ride this wave 20 leagues, 40 leagues, 100 leagues, 200 leagues, and you arrive not far from your destination. Settling down with that roar, that eye far away, but still glowing, watching. Praise be to our wondrous sea. Selkie just has her head pressed up against the window like she can shove it through the, uh, through the glass and it's just, that's the mag- uh, Magna Karasumum. That's one of its loudest calls. You must have really pleased it with that. Well, I do have some connection to our wondrous goddess and its marvelous creatures. I was actually going to say that it seems to respond best to certain levels of sonic vibration, but yes, that! Our old shuffle out of the dip range and say, well, it seems that uh, due to extenuating circumstances, we seem to have reached our destination hours ahead of schedule. Probably days, actually. Uh, days. <laughs> days are a kinds of hours. We seem to have reached our destination three days, fifth, 13 hours and 42 minutes ahead of schedule. He seems sad about this. <laughs> or at least grumpy. Why are you so glum, Era? This was not in the orders. My job is a navigator. Well, as a child of Europa, the location you have ended up in is certainly where you were intended to be. 
Does that count for when you get lost? Always, at all times, are you a part of Europa's plan. Now, let's continue towards the gateway. You need you need to try to kill us more, Lex. Nobody's killed yet. <laughs> mm. Everyone's alive. Yeah, come on, Lex. Step it up. Okay. <laughs> he's already gotten one string pulled. If you pull enough, he's just going to start spending abyss dies willy-nilly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You continue your journey forward, and you can see... Near you begin your search near the coordinates that you are given, and your lights flick on, and looming out of the darkness is a giant stone diamond, a structure left by the Europans floating in the water, not quite touching the floor because. <laughs> The ocean floor here is so, so deep. There are mountains, of course, but the stony stone, at least appearing structure, floats empty and waiting. Oh, uh, pragmatism is already like preparing to exit one of the airlocks to get towards that thing the second that it came into view. This is definitely big enough to be in your submarine, but if you want to, you leave the sub, uh, let me know. And I will make things up accordingly. I mean, pragmatism can breathe underwater. I sound like a six-year-old making up rules as I go. I established <laughs> they are a gill person at the start of this session. The bioluminescence yes. I made up, but that is not like... I'm not doing that for gameplay reasons. I just think it's neat. This is also a like essentially a like two, three-page RPG Making things up is partly the name of the game. <laughs> We're kind of making shit up constantly. That's literally all that our games are, so. I don't have a plot. I'm j We're here. <laughs> I feel like the way that I said it was very Calvin Ball. That's <laughs> Very, uh, actually, my character has 6,000 hit points. <laughs> yeah, well, my character has six extra lives that you didn't know about. No, <laughs> they can breathe underwater, though, and this is, like, a relic from their ancient, like, chosen people, so... Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's going to go do that. Okay. Ara's just going to be in one of those... Uh, wait, actually, are we all leaving the sub, or is it just... Uh... Up to you? <laughs> like, nobody else has to do shit. Pragmatism does. A Ara will come with. He'll be in, like, one of those, like, weird, like, old-timey, like, scuba divey suits that, you that like, s would chase around Shaggy and Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like a big daddy from... Bioshock. Yeah, one of those like big diver things are practically suits of armor. He will uh Come on, Daddy Era. <laughs> well Selkie Oh my god. Well Selkie's absolutely coming if only just to look at more things. Join us, Daddy. <laughs> oh Sorry. god. I need to Eric's still gonna be very grumpy about this. Like he was you can kind of what if you but paying attention to him at all, we could see like like, the slightest shake of his hand of, like, needing to leave the ship. Maybe, like, decades of being on a ship and doing maintenance have ingrained itself a little into the boy's psyche. Well, boy, he's, like, probably canonically almost over three times my age, but... <laughs> <laughs> Imagine he's at least 70. He's 96. The Europa air is just really good for him. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> 
Air. <laughs> well, there is air, I guess. Question mark. There has to be something. Selkie <laughs> just pats the shoulder and just like, oh, come on. Cheer up, Era. You can only be so upset when there's uh, Occumentum Alatoris all around us. Look, you can see it. It has the absolute most beautiful formations on the edges of it as it curls around the rocks. <laughs> Pragmatism before we exit the sub uh, just has to like stand in front of the door shortly and say, just before we go out there, I know you two are not followers of the sea as I am. And I just want to ensure that you understand the importance of this monument. You see, the people who lived here eons ago were deeply, deeply connected to Europa. And I just request that you treat this with as much respect as you see fit to the god of all of the universe. Thank you. And then she jumps into the ocean. <laughs> uh, Selkie just kind of like stares for a second, then just kind of shrugs and turns to Arrow, just like, do you have any idea what she's talking about with this god, uh, with this god of Europa thing? <laughs> it's the air. It warped all of their minds so long ago. There is no cure, no absolution. And with that, he'll just step out. Okay. Selkie stands for a minute and flashes back to being a 16-year-old pulled, uh, pulled off of the icy reefs and everybody for the rest of her life calling her that crazy lady and now just kind of bitterly thinking, how am I the crazy one before following? <laughs> <laughs> how does it feel to be, labeled, be the reasonable one in this party, Val? Oh god, I hate it. I hate being the voice of reason. There was one rule about Hera. Do not make small talk with Hera. <laughs> <laughs> that was not small talk. That was big talk. That was about religion. You heathens! <laughs> you step out into the cold, cold waters of Europa. The darkness shot through with Little snippets of light, flashes, streaks, sometimes bolts. But there's this enormous diamond-shaped, or double pyramid-shaped, monument floating dark and black in front of you. And you swim toward it, and you get close. And you can touch down on its surface. Its surface, etched with unidentifiable writings and images and still here after all this time in the still currents of Europa. You uh, make a roll to find a way in. Is Do I get a discovery bonus for this? Because yes. I'm exploring. We are rolling. Um, I believe there's a way to pool your dice or like to work together. Where is it? Can I also use faith since this is obviously a sign from my god? Um, I don't know about faith, but I think I would give you idealistic. All right, I'll go, I'll go for that. That's fine. Because you're, you're, you're in such a good, like, you're so hopeful that oh, you yeah. won't give up. Never. Do I benefit from deliberate again or less so here? I'm trying to find the fucking thing. If you are attempting an action with the help of other player characters, merge the dice pools of all involved characters. Okay. Yeah. I think you can all try. That seems very reasonable. 
Oh, wow, I got a freaking seven. Who needs more than one dice? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'd go f- analysis and resourceful. I'm a, I'm a resourceful little shit. I got a six, so we'll just go with the seven. I've decided that since deliberate can basically be applied to any task that's not being done in a hurry, I've decided deliberate is only applied to the shit he knows. Hmm. Interesting. Whereas I'm going to abuse, abuse this system as much as I can. Yeah, I mean, survival is easiest with, with friends and abusing the system. You have managed to find it. So, as you trace your hands and feet across the surface of this lonely monument, you find a series of symbols that, while well, you don't know what they mean, from a bigger perspective, you can tell that they open. They, they, sh- they make a shape that seems very regular. And after following the lights, uh, the, the, following the symbols, you find a place to put your hand. And um, when you touch it, it glows. And suddenly this monument comes back to life. Green light shoots throughout its many uh, its many etchings and microstructures. And from these etchings, different shapes fold out. It, it is no longer just this smooth diamond. And in front of you, a large door opens. And then you can feel a rush of bubbling out from inside and then the hairs if you have hair on your neck raise there there's a there's an electric feeling in the water it's not hurtful but it is distinct there is electricity here by europa's grace my goodness, Era, you managed to find the way to activate this. You must truly be touched by the god. This is... different. Be not afraid of that which is different, Era. Only that which is apart from the faith. Now let us continue! Ooh, Incarus Buxtritus immediately dashes off, like, right at the edge of the door, like, still on the outside, and just starts looking at a snail quick. Any of you want to make a perception check? Pragmatism doesn't do perception checks. Pragmatism goes towards the door. <laughs> sure. I think that, like, Era's been an- enough, unnerved enough that he's going to make a perception check. Okay, I will give you deliberate for sure, because that this feels like it feels fact, like you're the... His, he's gonna use his abyss die. Oh. It's okay. Make sure you know which one's which. uh, Yeah, I rolled. I'm. I'm just always saying the abyss die is the last die I roll, and the abyss die was a three, and then all his other dice were one and a four. So I don't think he's saying much. Okay. Because like five is success, right? Uh, six is a success. Oh no. Any of you? Any anyone else? Oh right, you're looking at a snail. I'm looking at a snail, man. I think pragmatism before entering. This op- opening will take a moment to reflect, which will probably act as a perception check within her fucking twisted mind. Okay. And I got a seven. Okay. Dang. 
Pregnantism's gods are treating her well. You see, shooting out from inside this structure, a dark shape that arcs out quick. It, it moves very quickly. You almost would have missed it if you weren't, if it didn't pass right in front of you. Some kind of sleek fish or other aquatic being is swimming and it is now it is now difficult to see out in that in the black that it zipped past you but there is a sense of increased electricity that is moving it's you it's like you can tell that it's this electric feeling is emanating from a specific source that is very fast and it's probably this whatever this creature is it arcs back around. You have a bit of time to react, but it is going. To, you can tell that it is going to rush towards your group. Missionaries, retreat to the submarine so that we may continue in more safety. What? What's going on? I believe that we are being challenged by Europa with one of her more deadly creatures. Oh, I assure you, Ingeris Buxtritis is perfectly harmless. But giant eels are not. I think you say that perfectly harmless moment, and uh, suddenly (laughs) you are struck, bowled over, caught up by this fast-moving creature. I suggest trying to get away. In the meantime, are are me and Era going to the submarine? (laughs) You certainly can. Are we just leaving... Huh? That's up to you. <laughs> oh my god! This is the one way in which pragmatism might match her name. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, you could. Arrow will just sigh and just like Captain's orders were to keep everyone. At Captain's orders were to keep everyone alive, so he'll just like sigh and slowly start kind of spacewalking over to the eel who is. Uh, it is fast moving, so uh, I don't know if spacewalking is gonna help you. You might have to. He'll like make. He'll like do a big. I mean, is he? Is the eel carrying her? Is that what's going yes. on here? Uh, so your friend Selkie has, or fre- your companion, compatriot, acquaintance, colleague, <laughs> person on the submarine <laughs> with you. Has been caught up by a creature, an eel-like creature. Uh, Selkie, I think you can feel the as you are close and held to its body. You are held by multiple thin limbs. Can I? If since I don't think I can. I mean, I'm an old man, so. I'm not sure there's much I can really do in the physical side of things, especially if they are moving at a pace. But could I retcon the fact that I have a harpoon? Like a harpoon gun of some sort? Or- I think a harpoon gun in these, um, in that suit in particular would be useful for you to get around. So I think it's probably built into the suit. Propulsion. Well, like you could attach yourself to a thing and pull yourself in towards it. Yeah, at least that's the design of it. Sounds good. Also, I haven't gotten to do a thing. Oh? Uh, immediately, the first thing I would have done in this scenario would immediately have been to release Incurus Buxtritis from my hand so that it didn't get stuck with me. Okay. 
the poor little snail does not need to be inv- involved in this. And then I also definitely have some sort of like small knife or something on me because obviously we're in the middle of the f- fucking ocean. Just got a fucking Bowie knife. Just endless strapped. ocean. Do I just can I just like yank out a Bowie knife and try to stab this fucker? Uh, you can certainly try. One of the things in this game is combat in the traditional RPG sense isn't really a thing, but there you might I think it would be very difficult for you to kill this thing, but I think you could try to do something. I just want to give it a little injury so it'll probably be like, "Oh, this is too much effort and just let me go." Okay, you could uh go ahead and roll for that. Cool. So, analysis I am a clever little fuck. Mm. Uh, I can maybe see a spot where it's maybe softer, go for the gills or something where it might be a little more vulnerable. I think this is a creature that you have never seen before, but you know a fair deal about creatures in this sea, at least as much as anyone might know about the unexplored European seas. So I think you can, I think that can help you find some way to get away, yeah? Alrighty, and resourceful. For sure. And then do I get one for being from Europa? Uh, I mean, that's your base trait. Yeah, right. Fuck, I'm an idiot. Dear God, I'm incredible. Blah. That is terrible. And yo, that's an eight. Oh, thank God. Nice. <laughs> I rolled two ones first. <laughs> Oof. Okay. Um, I think you can feel these little arms holding you and they seem quite a bit thinner than the rest this creature has a hard carapace but these limbs do not and i think you can cut your way out of these tenderly limbs and when you do it makes a shrieking sound and then and swims away just a bit but it seems to be coming back. And then there's a glow in the water from where it's coming from. What are y'all doing? Um, at this point, like, uh, Era will be, have, I guess, like, been, like, backing up towards the submarine, harpoon gun raised. And the moment he reaches the submarine, he's going to, like, I assume there's some sort of handle or something he can grab and then he's going to like try yeah, and fire sure. the harpoon gun like not at um sorry what's your what's your character's name again val practice selkie. selkie not at selkie but near enough something that i guess where is selkie right now because i think what what i'm trying to do is like hit my harpoon gun to something where it won't stick but like bounce off so it'll like stop or even just to its maximum range, we'll stop traveling, and then in theory, Selkie could grab it, and I could retract it and pull and pull her in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make a roll. Right, and um, he will, and he will mutter. I could. How did I? I didn't see that. I checked, and I didn't see that. The only way this could be possible is, but it can't. And he is going to use another abyss die. Okay. Oh dear. Um, you also. <sighs> The abyss you, die rolled a ne- seven. <laughs> oh god, the abyss likes okay. you. I I never mind. The th- I was gonna say a thing, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> the abyss favors you. I think you fire out your harpoon, and the light it it goes out, and it goes in front of 
what's your fucking name? Selkie. And where between Selkie and this light in the water, and then there is a crack as lightning lashes out from this dark shape, this fast shape, and it strikes to where Selkie would be, but then it is redirected along the metal cable of the harpoon. You're touching the submarine. Yes. And you're in a metal suit. Yes. Oopsies. You have, I think, perhaps saved Selkie here from getting struck with an immense amount of electricity. But there's something to be said about... I think it's I, I think your suit is going to insulate you a fair bit fair bit, but I think it is also going to hurt as it, is, as it discharges through your suit into your submarine. Right. Uh, which I think can handle it for the moment. How does damage work in this? If we're not dealing with it. I think cool. you're just it hurts. <laughs> this is you this this hurt. Just but ouch. you're okay. And now there is a cable in the water. Selkie, if you'd like to try and grab it before something happens. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Make a roll to hold on to this harpoon and get like pulled in without getting yoinked by the terrible creature. Alrighty. Impulsive. Okay. <laughs> Woo. That's a seven. Cool. The harpoon is pulled towards you, and I think that the this terrible, terrible creature, this weird creature, this fast creature, it comes up next to you and there's a bit of glow on it. And it tries, still, it tries to grab you with these pincer, this pincering mouth, a single eye staring at you. And I think as you are pulled in, you manage to kick it right in the eye, just enough to make it zip away. You make it back to the submarine what are y'all doing? I'm going to immediately start trying to open the airlock because this this isn't a good idea, clearly. I want to go back in the submarine. <laughs> I, I'm going to assume that Pragmatism opened it and then promptly closed it behind her because this would be the safe thing to do. Oh my god. <laughs> that would be quite pragmatic of her. Yeah, pragmatic. Pragmatism wants to, to get in the sub. Okay. Uh, has pragmatism not gotten in the sub while this has been going on? I don't think pragmatism probably knew how to completely operate the airlock without the captain. Ah, oh. that makes sense. Ah. So she's just been kind of watching. She's kind of banging on the door like, ah! She's kind of like a couple feet away from the sub, just kind of like awkwardly like treading water, not sure what to do. <laughs> I I guess do I need to roll to open this thing or I don't think you need to roll. Go ahead and open the airlock. But this creature shrieks a little bit more. And as you all pile into the airlock, you can see in the glow of this giant double pyramid structure, this diamond, more of these similar shapes swarming out of the inside of this relic, this monument. So. Can I roll to see if I know anything about these creatures? Like, just from past nautical experience. Sure. Can I use Navigator for this? Eh. Probably not, no. Um. Okay, one of the questions that is asked 
by your focus is how do you track your submarine's location through near total darkness? I'm not even sure he 100% knows. I think he was like given rigorous training and large quantities of textbooks that he barely remembers anymore. But I think what actually happens is that the decades of complete solitude has made him very attuned to sounds and patterns mm. around him. So if you asked him, it would be he would just mumble something about a guidebook. But I don't think he remembers a word of the guidebooks anymore. I think it's just travels and like just a series of hunches spent from years upon years of just watching shit. Okay. I don't know if this would get help you with knowing what they are. I mostly behaviors. I'm wondering if these like okay. do these things usually hunt in packs? Have I seen them before? Would I like know? That is that is information that I think you based on your history would help you with, I think. Something about deliberate, probably. Alright, and then I'm going to roll the abyss die again because I want this to fuck up. Okay, so I did get a one, but it wasn't the abyss die, which is a shame. <laughs> there is an in-character reason <laughs> A shame There is an in-character reason for me doing this, but uh <laughs> Needless to say, he's gonna be rolling the abyss die from now on out. <laughs> Whoa. What's, oh boy. what's your abyss die? My abyss die is a four and it was the highest die. The other ones were a two and a one. So you don't know shit. Oh boy. So yeah, I haven't seen this creature before, I guess. Or the circumstances are just so weird you can't like get anything from that knowledge right now. Yeah, I think I think things are just a little bit difficult for you and these things are swimming around. It's glow, but you just, you can't think of any particular behavior that you recognize with it this doesn't happen it has happened brother let us continue towards europa's monument with faith in our god that she will protect us and guide us to the correct coordinates and then she goes to move the sub forward Selkie was just kind of like gasping, getting her uh, getting her breath back for just kind of looking up and just patting Era on the shoulder. Thanks for the safe back there. Armis Manu Araguile. Ara will not respond. He'll just continue to matter. This cannot happen unless it was... This is a brand new species, so I figured since you helped me, <laughs> uh, it's partially named after you. If this was happening, it would be the time, but it could not be the time. It is not time enough. No. The time is now, brother. No, you do not focus. You are the mechanic. You follow the guy. You follow the captain's orders. And he will, uh... It's not clear if any of this is directed to either of you. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Oh, pragmatism. I think it's pretty clear it isn't. Pragmatism is just 100% like trying to like shift his type of crazy over to her type of crazy. <laughs> God. Selkie is trying so hard. But she's just being normal. She's just in a boat with a religious fanatic and, and someone who lost their mind 30 fucking years ago. <laughs> Oh, don't worry. I never had a mind. <laughs> All right. So, we're, 
I sold my mind for coral. So uh, Ara will continue muttering until he reaches the bridge. Uh, what's it look like up there? Uh, do, are we surrounded by these little pincer crab lobster teethy bastards or what's going on? Okay, these one-eyed crabby eels are swimming around. It's like a cloud of them out there. You can still see the entrance through their cloud, but they are, it's like they're, they are staying near this entrance. Um, You can see flashes of their green eyes glowing in the dark. You are currently just in your submarine at a, a, a relatively safe distance. Would the submarine be equipped with anything that would help? Like, it probably isn't like an actual military technology. I assume it's just for traversal, but, uh, like, would it have, like, a flare or any sort of, like, basic kind of, uh, torpedo or something for clearing debris? Or is this, is, is this just basically an, un- an underwater taxi cab? It is a bit more than a taxi cab. This is a da- these are dangerous waters, but they are dangerous waters so dangerous that it is difficult to fight back in a meaningful way without being more cleverness. So it's more gadgets and tools. A flare would definitely be a reasonable thing to have. You might have some other things, but up at straight up weapons, probably not. Got it. We have a speaker system and a flare. You have at least those two things, yeah. Ooh, watch out, bitch. Well, just to see what will happen, Era will fire a flare, like, slightly to the right of the entrance. But, like, close enough such that it's pretty much, like, that it could theoretically, like, graze one of the outer members of the pack. But, like, mm. not well out of the way. He wants to be still firing it vaguely into their midst, just not in the center, such that if this attracts their attention, they will at least, like, move. Okay. Uh, you fire your flare out towards this entrance, near the entrance, and it floats through the water. It's giving off its light after a few moments. And then as it gets closer, more and more of those green glowing eyes turn towards it. And at a certain distance away, they move quickly. They Their jimmies are, their jimmies are rustled. And... Not the Russell Jimmies. Someone can make an analysis check, I think, in particular, <gasps> to understand what happens here. False bad. Me. Me, please. Me, please. Me, please. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Staring out the fucking window. Uh, do you have anything? I guess Arrow would probably help because he did this, though he'd probably only have the one die to add. Seven. It's yeah. a helpful die. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Eight. Oh shit! Okay, okay never mind. Uh, Selkie's got this. Selkie's <laughs> got it. You can see that as this flare gets closer, they form into a very distinctive geometric pattern, and with that pattern, they all build up electricity, and it crosses into a shape, a symbol, perhaps, that absolutely destroys this flare. With lightning. Absolutely enraptured takes out like a little, uh, whatever our equivalent of notebooks is, because obviously 
paper would not do well here, but whatever our equivalent to a notebook is and just starts instantly scribbling, not looking at the page at all. skin. Probably just chicken scratch, but just... <gasps> I think Pragmatism's reaction to this is just, while they're distracted, quick, full steam ahead to the monument. Arrow is about, like, vaguely, like, about to suggest something and then stops, like, well... As you wish, and just books it. Um, <laughs> Error has been given orders, he follows. <laughs> so I guess he will roll Navigator, uh, Abyss, this is the Abyss die. It rolls a three, damn it. And um, <laughs> do I get deliberate about this, or? I don't think so. No, you don't get deliberate, you get Navigator. Oh dear. And, and your, you base get your base die. Oh right, I forgot to roll my base die. Seven, let's go. <laughs> Oof. We fucking make it. Okay. Well then, you book it towards this thing, and I think what happens is they had formed into this geometric shape to create this light to zap this thing into oblivion, and they, I think they turn toward you, but many of them were blinded by the flash of the flare. Um, and the lightning all kind of going off. And so not all of them move as quickly. And I think you zip in through the entrance just before it all, this like enormous peal of thunder crashes behind you. Um, I think it perhaps hits your ship a bit uh, at the rear. There is some damage, but it is, your ship is still functional. All right, so we are in the fancy monument now. This is where I was going. Orders is planned. I don't know how we're getting out, but I'm sure that that will resolve itself. How <laughs> dare you? I'm sorry, my phone died. <laughs> that was a good timing. I was just about to say those Selkie Pat's era on the shoulder again, and just kind of... <sighs> You don't need to be such a gloomy guess about this. Everything's going to be just fine, Era. I understand that your lineage makes it hard to comprehend the realities around you, but I did not see this, and that can only mean one thing. But I suppose it doesn't matter. And um, he will uh, kind of slowly grumpy old man shuffle to... Uh, I assume just a compartment where he will pull out just a little ledger that was probably just a, de a set of like instructions that he might have written down for a briefing or something. Was there anything after enter entering this monument? I don't think anybody got in before, so now yeah. we're just here to discover, yeah. which is my specialty. And so pragmatism's going to go out again to like better view the inside of this uh well she's calling it a temple it's not a temple probably the interior here at least for the moment appears to be a tunnel a, a yeah tunnel corridor type of deal it is cylindrical and there are other tunnels branching <laughs> off from it the walls glow with green lines tracing through them and she she goes down one of the tunnels. Just do you just leave the sub and go down the tunnel? Well, I think she's gonna prey on it first. <laughs> uh, on which tunnel to go down? 
Okay. Arrow's kind of gonna gonna throw his notes like in the back in the compartment in a bit of a huff, and just be just gonna say useless, and then what? He's gonna walk over to pragmatism, and then just say, "What are your orders?" I think we should explore what we have been given here. And this is exactly your specialty. Navigation. Which of these tunnels would you choose? Ma'am, I navigate two destinations. I do not pick blindly, but... uh... I like the one on the left. (laughs) Very well. And he'll just start moving to the one on the left. (laughs) Someone told me. (laughs) I guess we're all going to the left then. Okay, I I need to be clear. Are you in the sub or are you out of the sub? Is it big enough to take the sub? This is a massive structure. Oh, then I guess we're taking the sub. Yes, that makes no, more uh, sense. Arrow would not leave the sub unless he feels like he has to leave the sub or everyone else is leaving the sub. He likes Pragmatism the sub. will leave the sub as soon as there is something that requires like very close-up detail work, but this seems like more of what we've already seen so let's let's continue sounds good so whatever the tunnel on the left was we go down it okay uh man i am getting a bit tired actually you know what we could return to this one shot the next time somebody has a i think that's probably the way to go so let's say we'll leave this tonight on we'll be going down the tunnel on the left okay Next time on Namashia. After having just escaped the pentaclawed electric eels seemingly guarding the this the alien structure, our intrepid explorers continue into the depths of this enormous monument. After gathering themselves, they have chosen a path deeper into the structure. Find out what they discover next time on Namachia. The next time we miss an episode. For occasional announcements regarding this production, you can follow us on Twitter at DiceWeavePod or on DiceWeave.tumblr.com. Selkie was played by Valkyrie Bradford. Pragmatism was played by Mackenzie Eastrom, who can be found on Twitter at Kenzie Phoenix. Era was played by Will Leet. I'm Lexi Conwell, your host, game master, and editor. The original music used in this production was composed by Lexi Conwell, some of which can be found on SoundCloud at Alex Conwell Creative. The logo for Diceweave was created by Allison Healy, who can be found on Facebook at Allison M. Healy-Illustrator. The role-playing system and setting used for this episode was Namachia, created by Issa Jackson. It can be found on their itch.io page, Astro Cartographer.